The 2022 fantasy football season has finally arrived. And with that comes the long-awaited season two of Football on the Rocks. This year, we will bring you every week our borderline fringe starters, our busts of the week, and our DK or DraftKings stacks that we like to make sure your millionaire team is ready to go. Don't forget, we'll always talk about our bourbon or beer just to make sure you're enjoying a glass or two. Without further ado, here's your show, Football on the Rocks. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am back by popular demand. (laughs) Joe Niehoff, your host here, joined by my brother Bobby tonight. We uh, tried to set up a guest for this week, but we're unable to do so uh, with a friend of ours last minute, kind of had to cancel. So we'll just have the two experts with you to bring you some hopefully positive advice as we're starting to get hot and heavy into the bye weeks. And some of these things we're talking about might actually be important on your fantasy team. But before we get into that, Bobby, why don't you tell me what you're drinking? Uh, So tonight I... I'm drinking a fall classic. It is apple cider. Okay, it's a little different for you. However, Uh-oh. this this apple cider has an infusion with oh, it. Oh boy. I live in the great state of Minnesota, which made a wonderful mistake this uh, last legislative session where they accidentally yes you heard that right accidentally approved edible consumable thc okay and so i have some uh what's so affectionately titled bong water (laughs) uh in said drink tonight uh, there's about five milligrams. So it comes in a 20 ounce bottle um, and it has about 50 total milligrams in that bottle. So I threw one shot into this. Uh, so as we go on tonight, I will be getting progressively more and more relaxed. <laughs> that's the that's the hopeful effect. Of the bong water, I understand. <laughs> yes, yes. So, oh but it, it, it's it's crazy because uh, you know I've I've uh, had people do it do or use it before, and they'll put it with um, like a sparkling water, or throw it into a soda, or you know whatever you're drinking otherwise, um, and it, it takes the effect of what it is. Sure. Um, I mean, I believe so. it. I believe it. Well, good for you. <laughs> Sounds intriguing. So completely legal in the state of Minnesota. Absolutely. Now. You're in good shape. Yeah, accidentally legal is a good way. Yeah. Maybe that, that could be the name of this podcast. <laughs> 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 We're already getting started off hot. But uh, on, on their uh, their Facebook page, they're already advertising for Christmas. They have a hot chocolate flavored THC. Oh, my God. Um, Minnesota's... <laughs> already in so much trouble <laughs> and so you know you can just add a little bit of it to your cocoa and uh or, you're good to or, go you won't even it, know the you're difference good to go 
exactly. It's, it's the old, uh, you, you know, back in college, you would throw like some peppermint schnapps into a hot chocolate sure. or something, yeah. and then you'd go to class in yeah. college. It'd be in your. It's the same thing, but you're getting oh high my god. This is just. This sounds so bad for all the. the this is yeah. Children. Come to Minnesota, get your bong. <laughs> all the colleges in Minnesota are in trouble. They are. This is not good. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking. We'll get off of your. Uh... Get off the bong water. <laughs> your bong water. Oh my god. It's, anyway, it's what it's um, called, man. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. It's what it's called. Yeah. So uh, anyway, as our listeners heard last week, uh, my wife and I had our twins, Penelope, Joe, and Piper Rose. That is correct. If uh, you've paid attention to us at all, that now puts me at four daughters and zero sons. <laughs> my uh, my team name in fantasy football in one of my leagues is literally having no Jeffersons because <laughs> number one, I don't have <laughs> Justin Jefferson on that team, and and I don't have any sons. Uh, but very much uh, love my little daughters and uh, hashtag girl dad all day. Um, one of my friends actually told me the other day, he goes, oh, you got a little sorority house, house going on over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I most definitely do. And it's even funnier because John, uh, the other expert of our group here, his wife actually calls me a sorority girl because I have so many activities that I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, all of the above really kind of attached to uh, where I'm at now. And there you go. So. Uh, I am getting about zero sleep, but that's okay. Uh, no, it's not that bad. Really, uh, the kids have been great. So, so far, so good. Tonight, I am celebrating a little bit, going back to one of my all-time faves, which is Redwood Empire Pipe Dream. Um, so I've talked about this one before on the podcast. I just wanted to mention it again. as, Like I said, it is one of my favorites. But I did a little bit more research into Redwood Empire. I think it's a very good distillery. They have a very good just overall uh, flavor for their bourbons um, and they have multiple bourbons so it's not just the one uh, but to talk a little bit more about them uh, one thing that i found out they so they name all of their bourbons after some type of a forestry woods whatever all that kind of stuff so pipe dream is actually a name of a redwood tree in the uh what the heck forest redwood national forest yeah red well it's it's California? it's in california it's yeah. it's a combination of two of them anyway they kind of meet up and to qualify as a pipe dream redwood it has to be 367 feet tall hmm. yeah learn cool. something every day didn't know that i'd learn it while researching bourbon but i did so Kind of cool. Anyway, very good. It's always one of my favorites. Like I said, I put some rocks on. It's very smooth, easy drinking uh, bourbon for those that do like it. And uh, I would absolutely recommend. Um, I had a friend ask me the other day if there's any good bottles around or under $50. And Pipe Dream is one of them. So uh, very solid bourbon for those looking. Nice. So let's talk a little bit about last week before we dive into this week. Uh, I enjoyed listening to you and Caleb. I had a couple of comments as you guys were going. I'm like, ooh, I want to say this. Ooh, I want to say that. And, of course, I'm sitting there listening, and I had no choice but to bite my tongue because I wasn't even on the, the podcast. So there's that. Um, but overall in our uh, – um, I, don't, I don't recall who you guys had picked, so maybe, Bobby, you can enlighten us a little bit to successes that you guys had and failures if you, know, if you remember any of them. 
Um, the successes that I had was the amount of drinking that was done that night because I don't <laughs> remember all of those things. I say stuff and move on. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and hopefully it works out. Um, so I, I can't honestly say I remember exactly the calls I made. I know some of them were very bad. Like uh, I, I really was big on Carson Wentz, which was totally incorrect. Yeah, that um, one didn't work out. I knew that one didn't work out very well. Um, I don't recall the rest of them because after that Thursday night game, and being so wrong, I did not want to uh, continue following yeah. my own predictions. Yep. So there, <laughs> there's that too. Uh, well, that's a good thing. Well, I do know uh, I do have some updates from last week. So the football OTR contest last week, we had a winner. So uh, congratulations to K Walt 14. Uh, he's actually a buddy of mine here in Georgia. Uh, he's he's won a couple times. This. I know last year he was in the drawing for the uh, the bourbon. I yep. think he was even one of the guys that actually had had I think won he had the drawing, but I never responded it, in right? the allotted time. Yeah, so he uh, did not get his bourbon. But um, overall, uh, he had a good week, 151 points. Uh, his team was uh, no big stacks or anything like that, but he had Diggs, Ayuk, and uh, Hall, which kind of led to the biggest point scores for him. Our our best expert was yet again myself. I feel like I'm running away with the expert points, Bobby. I mean, I may not. be mistaken on that, but you are not. Okay. Well, I know I got yeah. at least three or four from those, and I've won a couple of bets from you. Um, yeah. Think, oh, for I, look, I, I was looking purely at DK. You're up uh, three to two to one. John is trailing behind in DraftKings specifically. Yeah. Um, and then looking at current points, and this is predicting kind of. What the rest of the friends of the the, the season, season long months. ones? Yeah, yep. it looks like you got another five. Um, I got five, and John has three. Okay, so me and you are pretty close. So we're, we're John doesn't help that he doesn't have any extra bets to to do no. on the weekly basis. So we'll see. He'll catch back up at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, he usually does towards the end of the season, throwing out all kinds of ridiculous bets yep. to try and keep pace with what we had going on. So. Yeah, and I didn't have any big teams like last week. My uh, I I did enough to win my money back last week in DraftKings, which is is always a positive. But uh, uh, nothing huge in winners. Um, I did notice somewhere that a guy on FanDuel won the Millionaire two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? I did. I we need to get I, him as a guest. I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. We need yeah. to- no idea who he is. Congratulations to him. I. Don't even I don't I don't do FanDuel so I don't see all their stuff but uh, good for him. In our millionaire on DK uh, for those that that are listening to us specifically for those things Westchester BC scored two hundred twenty four points two hundred twenty four is really not a huge week uh, it's kind of I mentioned a lot of times if you get around two hundred points you got a shot uh, if you get the two twenty mark that's kind of the lower side two fifty is kind of the higher side so two two twenty four is not bad. He stacked Burrow and Chase. Uh, he also had studs with uh, Deion Jackson, Ayuk, and Juju on his team. Overall, he was a pretty decent team, and, you know, again, good for them. I think it's really – it's finding the right stack is always going to give you a shot. There's always going to be a couple guys. I think a lot of people are on Deion Jackson once they find out that – or found out that uh, uh, what's-his-face was going to play. So, you know, there's 
there's plenty of opportunity. You got to get the right guys every once in a while, but it is, you get that right, the correct stack and, and you do have a shot. Um, but I digress. Let's get into it, Bob. All right. On the border players, I'm gonna let you start with your quarterback. All right. So looking at quarterbacks, I am going with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he is one of the top quarterbacks this week in my book. Actually, I think he's going to be somewhere within that top seven to 10 range. Um, he's going up against the chiefs. They have been given up, um, their 29th and average fantasy points allowed per game, allowing 200 or more passing touchdowns and multiple passing, uh, or pet, sorry. 200-plus passing yards and multiple passing touchdowns in every game this season. Um, I mean, whenever Garoppolo is having to throw the ball, he does well, and he actually does fairly well against the Blitz as uh, on top of all of that. Um, he has three interceptions this year, uh, but I see that kind of taking a little bit of a backseat. The secondary really isn't all that too crazy, uh, too difficult to go up against. And I think he's going to get that same kind of stat line, about 250, two, maybe three touchdowns out of this game, um, and a very, very much a viable streamer. Yeah, I think he's a viable streamer. I don't know if I'm with you on the top seven for the week. We can talk a little bit about that in a minute. Um, I actually think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring game. But I like his weapons. And I do think there's yards there. I think there's a touchdown, uh, maybe two in the game uh, for them. But, uh, but yeah, I, I do like the uh, the idea of him as a, if you need a quarterback, your guy's on by, i.e., like if you've been riding the Kirk Cousins train all year uh, or if you've had, you know, hurts, these guys are on buys this week, right? So you need to pick up somebody. Garoppolo's probably available, and uh, and he wouldn't be a bad streamer for the week. My streaming quarterback for the week that I actually I'm kind of with you on this, you know, the startable guy. Um, this might be a little bet for us to discuss, but I got Marcus Mariota this week for me uh, coming into the week. I think uh, for him, um, it's not necessarily matchup since he's actually not bad versus uh, quarterbacks. They, they aren't overly, you know, they don't give up a ton, ton of points. They held Lamar Jackson for the most part in check. Um a few weeks back, but the reason why I like Mariota is he has just an overall solid floor. He's averaging 17 points a week. Uh, during, uh, as a, as a quarterback, he runs the ball more than what most people might think. Um, to give an example, uh, he has a couple stat lines where he's had, um, 50 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, so a couple games like that, I think three of those three touchdowns, at least running on the season, I expect Cincinnati being the lead in this game. Um, so the only bad week that Mariota had was like a five-point week where he had seven completions and ran the ball three times. Uh, and that was in a game that they won against Cleveland. Uh, so I think in this game, I think since he's going to get in the lead, I, I think since he's starting to finally feel themselves out a little bit, see what they're going to be, I think they take a lead. I think Mariota's got to throw the ball more than 15 times. Uh, for their team to have a shot, and uh, that leads to just more points for him overall. Um, so that's that's part of the reason why I like him. I have him as a top ten play this week uh, for quarterbacks. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. 
Yeah, I'll take that. Jimmy against uh, Marcus. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty close, good little bet. And the last time we did it, I beat you on A.J. Brown versus uh, uh, C.D. Lamb, even yeah. though both of them really didn't have great yeah. weeks that week. But, so but we were both kind of right. Our, to our credit, though, we were both right about them being busts. Because mm-hmm. that was our bet on, like, yep. who's busts is Absolutely. the worst That bust. was the bet, and mine was a better predicted bust than yours was. <laughs> Uh, running backs. I'll go first here. I'm actually excited to talk a little bit about him. Um, I think, honestly, the commanders, Washington, is excited about this guy. Uh, so Brian Robinson is my my pick of the week. He's in the mid-30s as far as rankings go. So he's a little bit further down. I mean, I guess I can kind of expect that. But with the bye weeks creeping in and some guys that normally would be up there like Dalvin Cooks and, you know, uh, even Miles My- Sanders, like those guys are, are typically, you know, top 24 running backs every week. And even with them not playing, they have Robinson outside of the top 30. So, for me, I like him this week. Here are the reasons why he's playing Green Bay. And to be honest with you, they're just brutal against running backs. Here's the stat lines that they've had in last all season long uh, against running backs. So, starting with the Minnesota game, 126 yards, no touchdowns given up. Chicago, 180. Tampa Bay, they gave up only 35. So, it's the one good game that they've had against running backs. Then 167 against New England and a touchdown. Against the Giants, 125 and three touchdowns. And against the Jets last week, 179 and two touchdowns at home against the Jets, mind you. So just against the run, they're brutal. Here's the other piece to Brian Robinson this week, why I think he's going to be a good one. Um, He had 17 of the total team, 28 carries. Gibson, really, everybody would view as his biggest competition, had five. The week before that was his first week back since his shooting. He had nine to Gibson's three. The last carrot to this, and this is where I think it really is a no-brainer to me, and I don't understand why he's ranked where he is, Taylor Haneke is the starting quarterback. They're going to be feeding the rock to this guy pretty much all day. And they could do it with some success because Green Bay gives it up. So – that's why I like Brian Robinson. Start him if you got him. At a minimum, he's a flex play. Yeah, I have him as a, have him as a top fifteen this week. Yeah, I don't. I am not fully all in on him yet. Uh, personally, he's he is getting a lot of carries. He's getting the majority of the work, and and rightfully so. However, with with those opportunities that he has, he's averaging about three point two yards per carry, which. Uh, with the opportunities that he's getting, isn't great. Uh, you sure. want to see something a little bit more explosive, a little bit bigger than that. But he, this is only a second game back, and he was just shot about a month and a half ago. Yeah, four so times. We'll give, him, give him a little bit of a pass. Yeah. Um, so don't hate it, don't love it. I am going with Tony Pollard as my running back to uh, go with on the streaming side and uh, flexing. Uh, Mr. Tony Pollard. They're playing against Detroit. I don't know if you know this, but Detroit's defense is really bad. And they're um, giving up a lot of points. They are giving <laughs> up a lot of points, and teams that give up a lot of points means there's opportunities for touchdowns. Yep. And that's where you're going to get the majority of that scoring. Um, he had 13 touches last week, uh, 8 touches and 9 touches the week prior. Um, he's usually dancing on that 10 or so um opportunities with the ball in his hands every time and oh by the way Detroit is the 31st second worst against running backs 
and that's after having a bye. That's how many points they're giving up. Uh, so <laughs> they're second to worst. Yeah, that's and they had a bye. They had a week of zero points scored at the position. Um, they gave, they've given up uh, what ten touchdowns to running backs already this season. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I can't count eight. The weeds already affecting me. <laughs> eight touchdowns to running backs this season already. Um, I I see Pollard and Zeke both being strong, uh, you know, running back two slash flex plays depending on how your roster is constructed. Um, really big on that, uh, and, and I see Pollard being able to kind of take over a little bit more. We saw Elliott do a little bit of work last week. Um, but I really think that over time they're going to see uh, who really is that better back and who they're going to be wanting to really feed the rock to um, as the season progresses here. Yeah, I think uh, that's the biggest question, right? So I, I like the play. I like the opportunity. I like that he's you know playing against a great, you know, uh, like a defense that's going to give up some points to running backs. It just comes down who's who's gonna get it right. Is it right. gonna be the Zeke day or is it gonna be the Pollard day? Right. And I think those are the kind of if, the questions. The you thing ask is, yourself, the thing is, um, Pollard is more apt to score from distance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the way that Detroit just just is a little bit of a sieve to to these defenses and and like anyone and their mother can cross the goal line. Yeah. Right. And that's um, the thing. That's the question. Pollard's so enough I, of an athlete. To I make think it that happen. part of the a- analysis is key. Cause like the, the, where I'm looking at them is honestly on DraftKings, Right. So like, I'm going to get a little bit cheaper for Pollard than I'm going to have to pay for, uh, for Zeke. And, you know, I, I need the guy that's going to really score the points in order for us to, or in order for me to, to, to hit that right. And if I get it right, that's going to be an advantage. Uh, but yeah, I like I like the play. Uh, I agree. He's definitely a good option this week, um, as mm-hmm. at least at a minimum flex play. Yeah, I like him a lot more than your guy, but that's that's just that's me. okay. I don't think we need to run those two against each other, but uh, we already got one back going. Really, you're 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 not going to take your workhorse only guy getting the carries <laughs> versus hey, the listen, guy splitting if a we backfield bet every time Detroit? we say something. John is going to be so far behind; it's not even funny. So we got to give him a chance. <laughs> All right, we'll I'll hold that one. Slide. We'll hold our tongue there. Who's your wideout this week? Uh, my wideout this week is Romeo Dubs. Um, Dubs. <laughs> yeah, well, it, something's got to happen, right? Yeah, something. Sure. Something has to give here. The only real consistent guy that you've been able to play um, for Green Bay has been Alan Lazard, but Randall Cobb just got hurt. There's going to be a couple more, um, couple more targets going around. Now, who else is there? To, to throw to. I mean, here's a couple wide receivers that have got over 60 yards against this atrocious defense that is Washington. Dante Pettis, Nick Westbrook Inkling. I, I don't know exactly how to say his last name. Uh, Noah Brown and Zay Jones. Yep. I'd say those are household names. Totally household <laughs> names. Yeah, in right. Tennessee, they know uh, Westbrook. You know, in Dallas, they know Noah Brown. Yeah, I got you. I right, got you. right. The, I mean, the the households that those names are known in is those 
specific homes. Yeah, like Noah Brown and his wife yes. know who he is. Yes. <laughs> now, I, actually, I think Noah Brown had a pretty good breakout to begin the season, but I totally get what you're saying. Exactly. Washington likes to give up the ball to wide receivers, as does Detroit to running backs. Right, they do. Um, so part of that, again, there's only two games where they didn't give up any touchdowns. That was against Jacksonville and Tennessee. This is Washington's defense. Otherwise, they've given up multiple touchdowns, two wide receivers, save for Chicago because it's the Bears, but the Bears even scored a touchdown against them. Yeah, um, that's Now, that's a statement by itself, all right? Right. A wide receiver on the Bears scored against the Washington defense. Exactly. That enough should tell you to start as many players as you can at wide out against Washington. Right. So a lot of it is <laughs> a lot of it is just matchup based stuff. Also all of the scrutiny coming towards uh Aaron Rodgers and their inability of this offense to really do anything this year. Um if he's going to do something, it's going to be this week. Well, and listen, it, Rodgers is an MVP. Right, last year he's once he's, 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 he's he is he is a couple of months average. away from his MVP season. Right, he's a so he's either got to show up and do what he's supposed to do against a team like Washington, yeah, or they're gonna burn the house down. Right. Well, and the other thing that I like about Dubs is he only has one game with less than five targets in it, and. Uh, three of the last four games, he has eight or more targets. Okay, yeah, I like that. I saw that too with him. He's getting, he's involved more now. Oh, he got Cobb exactly. Out, so that's an he's got piece. the, he's got the opportunities in front of him. I like him to score a touchdown this week at least. Yeah. I, I'm curious if he will. I don't know that. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I definitely see his targets probably going up towards the, the double digit marker, uh, giving him a good shot to be a great play for you this week as a overall just kind of stud um let's talk a little bit about my guy so here's somebody speaking of studs about this time last year hunter renfro kind of came on the scene right it's about week six said like three or four really good weeks a lot of attention good target share everything you kind of want and he remained the rest of the season he was a top 25 wide receiver right uh, he started the season, if anybody pays attention, those of you that drafted Hunter Renfro, kind of a mediocre first game. Second game, he had 10 targets, seven catches. Overall, kind of a solid outing, and he got hurt. He was out for a week or two. Then they had the bye week. Here he is coming back, fully healthy now, so he's not nursing any injuries. Last game that he played, he, you know, still probably nursing a little bit of an injury, but he's not nursing anything. He's ready to rock and roll. Um there's a chance that Matt Collins doesn't play. He's got something going on with his heel. Uh, so just, I think for them to open up big plays to Devonte Adams, they need to be kind of dinking and dunking down towards a guy like Renfro. Now they're playing against Houston. Just uh, we talked about civ of defenses, right? They're 31st yards allowed, like 400 yards a game is what they allow, which is ridiculous. More on, they, they do allow a good bit of running. Uh, rushing, so th- that's something to keep in mind. But it doesn't matter. I mean, they still allow uh, what was it, two hundred forty-nine yards a game, which is twenty-third ter- against the pass. So, for me this week, I like Renfro. I like him to get twelve-ish targets, about eight catches, seventy-five yards. That's right at fifteen points. Um, 
And I think he could, if you throw in a touchdown in that mix, he's in the twenties, right? So for me, I, I love him as a good play on DK because he's fairly cheap. Um, I do think that uh, you're going to get about 15 points from him. So if you're looking for a flex, you're not quite sure what you got out there. He's probably available or could be available as a pickup just to stream for anybody that you might have in a bye week. Um, but I definitely think he's a solid play this week going against a, a pretty poor Houston's defense. That and, and do you think Devontae Adams is going to be distracted by the fact that he has that lawsuit coming? Not at all. And I don't want to get into this lawsuit, but oh my God, that is the biggest pile of bullshit. And our world that we're in today has allowed us to let that happen. Just that's all I have to say. All right. We need to fix our shit here in the United States. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm you telling feel. you. I when I heard that that guy was gonna sue him and that he went to the hospital with non life threatening injuries and I and I and I like I watched the video of him pushing the guy over yeah I, I about I about lost it I about lost it. so again we're gonna move on from that conversation uh, but yeah okay. that that I don't think Devontae's distracted at all by that I don't think it has anything to, I mean the NFL even said we're not gonna do anything as far as the suspension goes until well, after the lawsuit is filed and right, done and completed until after the legal process yeah and even in that I think the NFL I mean come on you're telling me that you're gonna look at that video and say oh my God Devonte Adams is a criminal we need to suspend well, him for a month. Technically, he is a criminal. It's a crime to assault someone, Joe. Yeah. Oh, I don't even get into me on this one, Bobby. We're going to we're gonna move on. We need to move on before I start losing my shit. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. I want to keep poking this bear. Now that I've found that you're really, like, like it's annoying, but it's not, like, this annoying. And so <laughs> it's really fun for me to see how annoyed you are at this. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing this up a couple different times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you might... <laughs> We may not need to. We may not need this on our podcast, but I mean the guy. Oh, oh my god! Oh, I don't know. As a just as a person, right? Like he walks in front of Devonte Adams as Devonte is leaving. This like just walks in front of. Like who does that? Who cuts somebody off? And then Devonte in you know just kind of like puts his hands out, pushes the guy over, like get on my fucking way a little bit, and that's considered assault. That is what just I'm just like okay. Now, if you would have stood over the guy and be like, "Oh, mother, you know, I'm gonna beat you up," like okay, now that's a little bit different, okay. <laughs> but he like nudged him out of his way and then kept on walking, like you know, because he was pissed. And that, uh, so anyway, Joe, is that I enough feel, of your how you I, can understand how annoying I am by this? You <laughs> can move on. <laughs> I feel as though like. I was that guy and you were Devante and like, you just, you pushed us over. Yes. That's what it is. Do like, you feel assaulted Bobby? I do want to file a lawsuit like, on me here. My, my ear, my ear canals are damaged <laughs> from what I've just heard. All right. Well, I'm going to damage them further. And I'm going to talk a little bit about my tight ends. Oh, please. Uh, are you going to talk about Kyle Pitts? Cause that will heal. All my, wounds. My ears. <laughs> If you if you talk poorly no. about Kyle Pitts, no, I'm not going to talk poorly about Kyle Pitts at all. So I'm sorry, but uh, you don't well, get to win that one. He did score you a touchdown last week. How do you like that? Anyway, all right. So I actually have two. Okay, and so. I'm I'm going to go very quick on the first one, and I'm only doing this because ESPN still has him listed as a tight end. 
And if you're trying to stream a tight end this week because your guy's out or whatever the circumstances are, he would be a worthy pickup. Taysom Hill. Okay. So Taysom Hill, solid floor. He's had at least five carries. To give you an idea on why I think he's a decent pickup and a decent start as a tight end, the dude had one. Here's two two games for him. And this isn't even counting the catches or the passes he had in that game. Nine carries, 112 yards, three touchdowns. Four carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Okay? So, if I have a tight end and I need, like, I don't know, seven to ten points to be happy, like, this is a guy that's going to have an easy floor for you. He also throws the ball. He also catches the ball. I would say probably close to ten points he'll be happy as a beat. All right? The downside, um, TD will get him more. The downside is playing on Thursday. Correct. So, you need to play him, like, ASAP if you want to do it. Uh, now, the other reasons why games. he's attractive, Thursday like games are terrible. There's, they might not start. Uh, what's his face? The quarterback, Winston. Yeah, Winston may not play, even though he's healthy. They're 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 just going through a lot of shit in New Orleans, man. And I think they've seen some success in giving him the ball in certain circumstances. I think they start to feed him a little more around the goal line, dude. He's sniping touchdowns from Kamara. I mean, he's just—he's just one of those guys. He's worth Jason having Hill. on your team. Not a yeah. bad play for a, a streaming tight end. The fantasy <laughs> vulture. The fantasy vulture. Now, the guy I really want to talk about, and this is somebody that has gotten—I'm almost more impressed. I, I didn't expect to talk about this person ever. Uh, I think he's ranked like 15 or 16th of the tight ends on the week. I think he could be a startable tight end. I think he definitely could be in the top 10. Uh, and that is Bellinger for the New York Giants. Uh, been more consistently involved the last couple of games. He scored a touchdown in each of the last two games, three touchdowns in the last five, uh, which is nothing crazy. But for tight end on the streaming side, you know, your tight end gets a touchdown, you're getting basically 10 points. You're happy. Like that's if you don't have Kelsey or Andrews, like you're satisfied with 10 points. <laughs> um, uh, five targets each of the last couple of games, a lot of red zone targets. Here's the biggest reason why I think he's a good streamable guy this week. I do have him getting a touchdown. The reason why Jacksonville is third against the run in the red zone, I am predicting a touchdown. If New York Giants get in the red zone, I pre- and specifically inside the five-yard line, I'm predicting that the, they'll try to run the ball once and fail. They'll do a play-action run and throw the ball to the tight end to score their touchdown in the red zone. That's a very specific prediction <laughs> and i think that touchdown pass is going to go to bellinger all right so there you are or they'll do or maybe they'll do the little jet sweep tight end thing like they do in new york for some reason because he scored a touchdown on that already this season he has one rushing touchdown that way so um i like him as a streamable option as well who do you got Bob? well i'm gonna stay in the same game and i'm going with the revenge game narrative mm. for evan ingram I like also, it. I actually have him, and I've been debating if I start him this week, so let's hear it. I want to know why I should play him. So, revenge game narrative for one. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. What a better time for old team that drafted you and brought you all the way and then ceremoniously cut you and made you leave and go to Jacksonville of all places. <laughs> um, but he's been more involved in the – uh, over the last two weeks, if I look again, and uh, um, 
I'm actually just letting my dog in, so I'm not ne- not near my stats. Um, but he had two games in a row in weeks. I believe it was three and four where he had one catch. Okay, which, so eliminate those weeks, and how which, does he look? Not good in those two weeks. But yeah. the last two weeks, he's gotten much, much more involved here. Um, week five against Houston, six catches on 10 targets, 69 yards. Last week against Indianapolis, six targets, five catches, 40 yards. You know, you just said 10 points and you're happy. That's 12.9 and nine. Throw a touchdown in on either one of them. You're talking a top five fantasy week. Yeah. Um, He's becoming more and more involved in this offense as the season's gone along. Um, he's showing how trustworthy he can be with the ball. And uh, the Giants are bottom uh, 10 against the quarter or against the tight end position. Some of that is obviously skewed last week. They gave up 32.7 total points to tight ends, uh, but that was against Baltimore. Uh, so not exactly fair. There was 11 catches, 157 and a touchdown. But uh, someone a little bit more comparative to him is uh, Green Bay's um, Robert Tanyan, eight for forty-one and a touchdown. Uh, so last two weeks, Giants giving up touchdowns to tight ends. It's going to happen again. Three like weeks it. in a row. Book it. Okay, book it. Consider it booked. <laughs> Not bad, Bobby. Not bad. I think I'm going to start him. I don't know if I would have changed my mind whether or not you had to get anything good to say or bad to say anyway. So he was probably going to start for me as it is, um, but not too bad. Who's your bust? Um, my bust is my dog because he keeps barking at me for various different things like going outside and drinking water. <laughs> well, let me tell you about my bust for the week while you get your dog situated. Bye like that idea all right this is this is going to be a difficult pill for a lot of people to swallow okay my bust for the week is patrick mahomes now let me tell you why bobby talked a little bit about this game earlier in jimmy garoppolo which for jimmy he could have a fine game all right I'm calling Pat Mahomes a bust. The lowest week that he's had so far uh, this season was 17.3 points, which for a quarterback, is specific, more specifically if you have Pat Mahomes, you're, you're hoping for 20 points a week, right? Yeah. So 17 isn't great. Not only do I think he'll get under 17, I think he'll be under 15 for the week. And for him, that is absolute bustworthiness. That puts him close to the top 12, but it probably shouldn't be. So So I'm even saying that it may not – if you have a viable second option, I would consider it. Here's why. San Francisco has allowed under 10 points at home every home game they've had since they played against – the Minnesota Vikings in week 12 of 2021. Well, you're going back. Yeah. Let's bring it on back. See, 
my uh, my household does not like your analysis. All right, that's just, just yep. That's just one quick stat. All right, so understand that San Francisco this year is third in the NFL against fantasy wide or fantasy quarterback. All right. While your baby cries, I'll explain some things. I know it's sad. Pat Mahomes is going to have a bad week, Georgia. I don't know what to tell you other than the fact that he's just not going to do well. And here's the reasons why. San Francisco is first in total yards allowed. Listen to this, 255 yards allowed per game. That is tiny. That is a very extremely small amount of yardage. They've allowed only... 168.3 yards per game against the pass. Now, have they played against Pat Mahomes? No. But I don't care. That's unbelievably ridiculous. Now, including their away games, they've allowed 14.2 points per game this season. That is two touchdowns. So, I just think this game, honestly, I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle. I see it being somewhere around the 20 to, you know, 19, 18, 17 points, you know, kind of thing. Probably a lot of field goals. I expect uh, the Butker kicker to have a decent week, you know, and probably Robbie Golds has, has a decent week. Uh, and this game just doesn't have a ton of touchdowns. Maybe a little bit of bed and don't break kind of thing going on. And that's where I'm at. So, I think... Don't look for more than 15 to 16 points out of Mahomes this week. Temper expectations. If you have another viable option, I wouldn't be afraid to play him. All right. Um, Sorry, my baby is crying while you're saying all that. One one final thing. I'll let you kind of gather yourself here. Okay. I'll let you gather yourself here. One final thing. The, The 49ers have had two games this season at home. One of them against Geno Smith, who a lot of people would argue to say he's having a career year. And not argue, yeah. I think it's a no-brainer. It's, yeah, that's it. He's in fantasy-wise, he's a top six quarterback or something like that. Yeah. Against Seattle, he had 30 attempts, 197 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. Yeah. Worst okay. worst season of or worst game. Worst of game of the season, season, not even close. He actually caused me to drop him after that game in, in our double quarterback league, which was a big mistake. Yeah. All right. Next. They played against the L.A. Rams with Stafford. Stafford had 48 attempts, 254 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, and was sacked seven times. So the two home games that they've had, they literally allowed seven and nine points. Won both of those games. And the quarterbacks in the opposing teams had to throw the ball, 30 attempts and 48 attempts. They were throwing the, the crap out of the ball. Neither of them had good games. Yeah. So that's just to further my point. None now of them are back, hopefully gathered yourself, Bobby, who's your bust? Or do you have anything you want to say about Mahomes? Well, there's none of them are Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is Mahomes. He's he's matchup proof. He's gonna score lots of points. Okay. Do we have a bet here? Yeah, he's gonna score more than what you said. Well that oh come on now. You're gonna I'm I've gone super low in my prediction. How about we settle at eighteen and a half points? Yeah, I'm, I'll go with the over on that. Okay. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. Um, I'll enjoy being wrong. All right. <laughs> so, um, my bust this week is Cortland Sutton. He's currently ranked wide receiver 12 for the week. Um, I don't know 
what is happening, but everything in the world is a little bit bizarre, including the Jets actually being good. Broncos country. Uh, Broncos country is failing hard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And so with that, partly it's the quarterback. Uh, Russ is not cooking. And if he is cooking, he must mistakenly use sugar instead of salt. And is it just me or, um, and usually it's salt instead of sugar, Bobby. But anyway, if it, is it just me or was Russ not that good last year either? He was good at the beginning of the season and then everything changed after their bye week. Yeah. Not sure what it was, but uh, both like personality wise, like he's a, he just turned into this Mr. Unlimited who is extremely limited. Um, I don't know. It's just bad. Everything that we thought was going to happen with uh, with them this year is not good. Um, he is also banged up, both you know arms and legs, kind of sore, banged up. Whatever's going on for Mister Wilson. Um, so you don't like that. He's got a bad quarterback, bad offense, and then they're playing against the Jets and Sauce Gardner. They actually took an X-ray of Mister Gardner. Uh, couple of days ago and there was a literal dog in there because he's got that dog in him <laughs> and he is I, of... now, for the record that is the first time tonight that I've realized the bong water has hit you yeah oh god <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe you just said that alright keep going um, I'm, I'm trying to regain myself here um so just he's going up against one of uh, he's a rookie but man is he good one of the best one of the best corners that we've seen Caleb went into some of his his statistics last week and man those those still hold true um I don't have those numbers in front of me because I still have Georgia and uh rocking her so that she's not screaming anymore which is working. I, I don't know if you should be holding her in this moment, but that's just be. me. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe you're composing yourself a little bit better no, than I no, can No, we're tell. good. We're good. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm sitting and uh, she won't fall. We're all good. Um, <laughs> she, she won't. She won't fall. <laughs> oh, I love you, Bobby. Yeah, it's good. Um, so with all of that said, um, I don't like Cortland Sutton this week, man. I I I see it being uh, probably one of his worst games. I don't know what his worst game is this year. I'll tell you. Uh, hold on, I'm looking. At yeah, it right I was now. gonna say pull that. It was up. last week. He had two catches for 14 yards against the Chargers. Yeah, I see something similar. Maybe he gets a few more yards, but I'm fully expecting under 10 from Cortland Sutton this week. I mean, I don't. I don't completely disagree. I'm not a big fan of him this week uh, either. Um, so we'll see how it works out. And yeah, not a bad pick. Got a stack put together. Anybody like this week in uh, in DK? Okay, so just got this trade offer. It's a non PPR league. Okay. Um, I you start three wide receivers. Okay. And I had Hollywood Brown as my number one, who had ah, just got hurt. Painful. Um, so this guy wants to get from me Deontay Johnson, Kyle Pitts, and Austin Eckler. 
Okay. In exchange for Mike Williams, Alec Pierce, uh, Robinson, running back from Jacksonville, and uh, Hunter Henry from Tennessee. Okay. So or from New England. Who's the Who's the primary people you're giving up? I would be giving I would be giving up Deontay Johnson and Ante Eck and Austin Eckler. Yeah, well, Eckler is who you're giving up, right? Yeah, I I don't take that at all. Even if it was Eckler for all four of those, it's still a bad. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. That's I 100 percent agree. Um, Definitely not a worthy trade offer. Uh, It'd be different if he had somebody besides James Robinson to offer you. Right, and I could look into what he's got, but uh, we'll save that for another time. Right, not worth it at the moment. Right now, I have a trade offer out to somebody else for T. Higgins and uh, Therese Hall, Um, and I'd be giving up Romandre Stevenson and Kyle Pitts. We can edit all this out. Romandre Stevenson and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's actually not a bad trade offer from the ones that I've heard you have in the past. Uh, yeah. And more specifically, the ones that you've sent me in the past, <laughs> that's right. a significantly better trade offer than what I've seen right. you send out. So maybe not terrible. <laughs> right. uh, no, see, I'm not a bad trader. I'm just not with you. Yeah, you're just absolutely brutal with me. Um, yeah, all right, because... well, have you looked at the DraftKings at all? You got a stack ready or anybody you want to talk about? Um, so when it comes to DraftKings, I usually uh, end up putting together something on the fly in in many cases, um, (laughs) if that's not blatantly obvious to anybody. But one that I'm going with this week is the return of Dak Prescott. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to get a, a, a part of any games against the Lions as we move forward, um, and so. Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb with uh, I'm going with Pollard. He's the cheaper of the running backs and he's also the one that's going to catch any passes. Okay. Um, and so that that stack along with grabbing um, at least one wide receiver from Detroit as a bring back. Um, it could be you know, depending on what you're feeling you could go with uh, St. Brown. He's only 7,100, um, which is actually cheaper than he's been since week three. Week three was 72. Um, so he's only been more expensive as the season's gone on. Now, suddenly, he's just magically cheaper. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> so I, I just love to see that. Otherwise, uh, Josh Reynolds is a really interesting guy. He's gotten double-digit points every single week, except for week one. Um, he's getting 10 uh, targets in two of the last three weeks before the bye. And that one that he didn't, he had eight targets. In that one, he had a touchdown. Um, you're getting a lot of production out of someone um, at that position. DJ Chark still isn't 100%, and Reynolds is only 4,700. So depending on how you want to kind of construct things, um, I'm grabbing either St. Brown or Reynolds. Yeah, and Reynolds, if back. you think about it, going back to um, even when Amon Ra was healthy, he had tw- – this is the last 
uh, four weeks for him, 12.8 points, 15.6, 21, and 15.2. So he's had some solid weeks, good target share. I mean, he's, he's kind of in that line of what you want to see. Yeah. Uh, not a bad call there. In yeah. fact, I'm, I'm making a team as we speak. I'm going to go ahead and put him on it and see how that ends up uh, looking for him. Yeah, so if you utilize Reynolds there, you have those four, Prescott, Pollard, Lamb, and Reynolds. And then defense I really like a lot this week, just based off the price and what's going on there, is the New York Jets defense at Denver. They're only 2600 Oh, yeah, um, that's a no-brainer. I have them already on my on my team. Yep. Right, and so you have those five. You got four positions left, one of them being a tight end, and you you end up with an average player remaining salary of fifty eight, fifty nine hundred. Um, yeah. You're going to be able to put together a really nice squad with that kind of a start on your roster. Solid, solid options there. I'll tell you a little bit about the team that I've put together so far. So, for me, the stack I like this week is actually Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. Um. So they're playing against Seattle, Seattle defensively against, you know, just in general, they're 30th. Uh, they've given up 27.2 points per game. This could be a legitimate shootout. Part of the reason why I like the combination of the two is because I'm not like, I'm going to give you some stat lines here. 10 receptions off 16 targets, eight receptions off eight targets, nine receptions off 10 targets. No, ladies and gentlemen, he is not a wide receiver. That is Austin Eckler's receiving numbers in three of the last six weeks. Okay. Wow. And there's also a six for 49 and a touchdown off of seven targets. He has two weeks where he's only had four <laughs> targets. It's an absolute freaking ridiculous mess. This guy gets more passing attention than most wide receivers do. All right. So I think the stack of Herbert and Eckler means that you're going to score virtually every single time the, the, the Chargers score against Seattle, and Seattle is giving up 27.2 points per game. So, yeah, I'm going to like that, all right? And they're not crazy expensive because you can save money on a couple of places. In this case, I'm actually looking at a double stack with bringing Gerald Everett as my tight end. He's only 4,000, and he has 36 targets on the season. He's had six targets in four of six games, um, seven targets in one and ten in another. I, he's just overall, he's a good volume play for the price. Yeah, I love I'm it. Complain. Um, love then it. you can go with a comeback. Here's another thing. You know the comeback? There's a guy that happens to be playing with Seattle now on a daily basis. He's getting the rock probably 20-plus times. His name's Kenneth Walker. In his first game as a primary back, he touched the ball 21 times, 97 yards, and a touchdown. I'd say that's pretty awesome. Um, in a matchup where the L.A. Chargers yeah. are not very good against running the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so well, they have given up it, 24 it, points out. yeah so you hear me Bobby Kenneth is the comeback guy that I like in that game um, yeah, so, there yeah you I, I made a mistake in one league in the week that uh, that um, Penny got hurt like going yep. into that week I needed a roster spot and I dropped Kenneth Walker and uh, then someone used every ounce of the fab yeah, pick, him, pick up. him up. Yeah, and yeah. so 
Um, and, and that's on like one of my teams that I have really running back needy. <laughs> so I understand your pain. I'm going to tell you a story from last year. Are you ready for this? Hold on. Before we get into that, me and you are in, are, we're in multiple leagues together. Yes. This, there's one league where we are first and second place. Yep. Are we betting? What do, what do you want the bet to be? Well, point. I mean, we, we could put okay, a point, point on the point board. On our thing here. Put a point on the board for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think sure. I'm down for that. Yeah. So, interesting matchup. Um, we'll, we'll go over kind of what happens. You're talking whiskey wipes, right? Isn't that the one that yeah. we're first? No, we're, no, that is the uh, prolapsed league That's, that we are. Okay. It's sleeper. I, I, I always forget which one's which. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We are, we are dominating the league. We're the only two teams that are four and two. That is the dominating that's happening. But hey, um, one of us is going to be high and mighty at five and two at the end of the week. And I'm hopeful that it's me. Yeah. Yeah. We have a good, we, we have a solid uh, week. I, looking at the matchups here, I think I'd favor you. Even Sleeper is favoring you. You just got a little bit better matchups than I do. Yeah, and so we won't bore everyone with with what that matchup looks like this week. We'll we'll get really into the shit talking next week after there's an actual result. Yeah, um, and we can kind of say what happened and and why it's so shocking that you won. Yeah, and that's our uh, that's our keeper league. So for those that yeah. uh, pay attention to our stuff, that's the one that uh, we get four keepers in next year. We'll get five keepers. And yep. so on. Um, well, so let me tell you this last piece, because Bobby mentioned he dropped Kenneth Walker the week that he uh, ended up becoming the guy without your knowledge of it happening. Now, I don't necessarily blame you for that because that happens. But listen to what I did last year. OK, so last year I had a decent in my big the Highlander League. I had a decent team. I wasn't crazy good, but we were I was decent. Um, I proceeded in week three. To drop Justin Jefferson because I needed a roster spot. Idiot. Yep. And to my argument, the first two weeks, he had almost no involvement. Week three, I think he caught two passes. And week four is when he blew up with his touchdown and became JJ, right? So right afterwards, you know, and I'm the Viking fan and I'm like, shit, I don't want to drop him, but he ain't doing shit. I need a guy, you know, I think, honestly, I think I picked up Hunter uh, Renfro. Um, so it wasn't, you know, I didn't lose a ton from it, but it was still very frustrating to see Justin Jefferson do what he ended up doing last year from a fantasy standpoint. Oh my God, yeah. excited from everything else. And he is my keeper in the prolapsed uh, league. So there's that. Yeah. Well, <sighs> thanks for bringing us down memory lane of things that didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, that's <laughs> enough for the week. All right. I enjoyed it as always, Bobby. Any final comments before we get out of here? Uh, don't be stupid and drop someone this week that you'll regret next. I love it. I love it. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, uh, I definitely think accidentally legal is a great name. So. Go be accidentally legal. <laughs> have fun. Enjoy the week. Drink some good bourbon. Maybe have a little bong water. That's all I got.
و 